1: What's up, Remarkables? Hey, it's another awesome episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. I'm Dr. Steven Franson.
2: And I'm Dr. Pete Cammiolo.
1: Hey, uh, we're coming in hot today. <laughs> we are. We have been uh-huh. pounding it out for the last uh, about an <laughs> hour and a half here, just ideating over the next, I think, 12-15 episodes. Uh, Pete, you just mentioned that we were coming up on our three year anniversary. That's unbelievable, man. What a pleasure. It's been, uh, just in full stride with you, brother. Um, can't imagine doing this with anybody else. So, uh, I just appreciate, uh, you being the yin to the yang here, uh, in this, uh, incredible partnership we have. So, so appreciate you, man. Uh, so, uh, we're going to have a critical conversation today. It's going to be a two part conversation called spend the money you're going to lose. So uh, everybody's ears perk up when you start talking about money. If you're a CEO, your ears better have perked up when I said that spend the money you're going to lose, right? So uh, I don't know if you're like me, you're a human, which means you're loss averse, man, I hate losing money. (laughs) right? So this conversation, (laughs) if you're like, Dr. Pete and I, then this conversation is for you. It's a two-parter. Uh, we're gonna talk about the, the, the pitfalls, the shortcomings of the limiting belief around not wanting to invest in your business, to build your business, right? So uh, the spend your money you're gonna lose, we're gonna focus on two of the most usual suspects in the chiropractic space. Um, the first one is in marketing and the second one is in team building. Dr. Pete, this is gonna be an awesome conversation. It's gonna translate into millions of dollars for our listeners, which is just awesome. So I'm fully charged up about this. Because you know what, I'm coming full circle here because I can remember how I used to get so sphincteric about spending money on both marketing and team building until I started to trust the system and recognize, wow, man, it takes money to make money. And as soon as I started investing in my business and recognizing man, I throw my money into investments. And I, that's just like saying, Hey, I hope you're going to do better with your business than I'm going to do with mine. No way, man. <laughs> I'll invest in my business, build my business because the ROI is unbelievable. So I'll never go back again. And I know you're the same beat.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, um, love you, man. And just grateful for the opportunity to be, uh, sharing this platform with you and, uh, the opportunity to work with you. It truly is a great uh, privilege and honor and uh, i'm so grateful for you so thank you um and uh for all of you who have been listening for us we, uh to us for even the maybe the last three years hey thanks for uh tuning in we uh we greatly appreciate you hanging on uh, hanging on and and joining the ride we enjoy the ride and uh i believe you are as well if you're still here and if you're new to the show hey welcome uh this is not a new rodeo for us anymore this is we're starting our fourth lap around the the track here uh so really uh just I get energized every time. Uh, and it's hard to believe that, you know, we, what we just even went through in the last hour and a half before we're, we're hopping in here to, uh, the recording studio, uh, just, it's just awesome. So we've got a lot of things coming down the pipeline guys. So, uh, stay tuned in and, uh, share this, uh, with a, with a buddy, share it with a friend. Uh, we want to help more chiropractors, help more people and do it in a more remarkable way. So, uh, so thank you again for everybody being a part of this. And, you know, a couple of things came to my mind as you were talking. Some great advice that I had early on from coaching was um, that really, I just, I took it to heart, which was the greatest investment you're going to make is back in your own business. I remember, I remember, I remember a coach early on telling me that I didn't really understand because at that time I had no money. This is like before I even opened my office, but I remember hearing it. And then I remember I kept hearing it over and over and over again. People are like, well, now that I'm making money, what do I do? They're like, first and foremost, best investment you're going to make reinvest back in your own business. And it was like, I remember getting that advice, but that what we didn't get was how we didn't really have a deep understanding of like, what does that actually look like? And, and, and so what I love about what we're about to talk about through the next two episodes, because if you don't, you're, you're going to lose the money anyway. And I think I go back to this old concept of, you know, behavioral economics, and this applies obviously to patients and how they make decisions regarding their health. It applies to us as well as entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs of our businesses, which is that we want to move away from pain towards pleasure with the greatest economy of energy this is how human beings are hardwired. they're not going to change that there's nothing that you're going to do that is ever going to change it that's that is how we that is how human beings work. Well it's how you are as well as a CEO. So the way that I'm interpreting this doc and how I want to apply this is that the greatest economy of energy okay is investing in your marketing and investing in your team. That's how I want to shape this I want to shape this as it's a investment conversation through two very specific, vehicles one is your reinvest so the overarching is you're reinvesting in your business the greatest investment you're going to make is back into your business and your two vehicles you're going to do that is in your marketing and in your team and those are the greatest economy of energy greatest economy of energy. this will actually move you towards your your brighter day move you towards a more remarkable life, move you towards a more remarkable business. I want us to start with that vision. That that's what this conversation's about. I don't want us to get caught in the weeds on the percent. What did he say percent-wise? Because we're going to get into some numbers. But remember, this is moving you towards your brighter future, towards your remarkable practice, your remarkable life that we're talking about. And And this is the economy of energy that's required to invest in marketing, part one, two it's going to be we're going to get into the team dr steven this is such an important conversation
1: yeah so i, I love you started there so let's go back to our original framework of like what is what does that mean creating mm-hmm. a remarkable practice is part of a remarkable life not instead of one we we boil it down to a two-step process right so you know for one it was you have to make an ascension yourself an identity shift from an owner operator which means an owner operator mentality behavior um, uh, reflexes, uh, you know, of an owner operator, right. To that of a CEO, right. So shift your identity to becoming that CEO and having the CEO's perspective. Right. So that's the first step of this and it's definitely what's going to be required for you to really embrace what we're going to be laying down today. Right. And then the second piece of that was turning your job into a business, right? So, you know, you've heard us say it over and over again, we all love the work and we all love to work. Right? And that's a you know that's a double whammy. <laughs> Look around this call right now. It's like we all love the work, and we all love to work. Guess what? That's a recipe for disaster, right? So you're gonna get <laughs> locked into this incredibly successful job. right? So uh, yeah, and that's awesome for a season, but you've got to recognize that in order to make the full ascension to your potential, meaning your potential impact, your potential income, right to really create the remarkable business, you've got to change that job into a business, right? So it's a big part of this entire conversation, right? So we're going to do this a little out of order as far as how to invest because you've heard us say before that the highest and best ROI for the best highest and best use of your money is in developing your team. And that doesn't mean just building team and adding team members, but training, coaching and developing your team members, right? So that's the highest ROI for any time, energy, focus and money that you're going to spend, right? And we said that marketing was a distant second, right? So we're going to start with marketing today, we're going to talk about like, what does that mean? You know, ultimately, what we see is doctors are very hesitant to make the investment that they need to make to grow their business, right? There, there are laws of the jungle, when it comes to running a business, not owning a job running a business will you systematize it. So you take the emotion out of it, you put a system in place, you embrace the laws of the jungle. And you say this is not just a good idea, it's a law. Okay, so if you want to grow your business, business 101 says that you have to invent and invest 10% of your revenues in your marketing. Okay, business 102 says, you need to invest 10% of your goal in your top line revenue, right? And business 103, which is where we're going today, which is based on what's going on in the environment right now, it's eight to 12% of, the, uh, of your goal of top line revenue in the same time period. So in other words, for the sake of sanity today, we're gonna look at a quarterly perspective. We're gonna say, if your revenue goal in the next 90 days, quarter, is X number of dollars, your marketing budget for that period of time, the next 90 days, is eight to 12% of that top line revenue goal, right? So we're helping you arrive at what would be a marketing budget. Okay, so here's the critical thing that I want everybody to pick up. If you grew up the way I grew up a budget meant that you're not allowed to spend over this amount of money. <laughs> and if you had extra money, awesome, stick it in a pickle jar, <laughs> you know, you'll have extra cash for fun money. Well, that's amateur hour. Okay, what I want you to recognize is that this is a budget allocation. So what you're saying is that this percentage, this eight to 12% of my top line revenue goal is actually committed. It's an investment that I'm committed to make that the business is committed to make in order to grow the business to reach its goal. So there's a big difference in in, uh, psychology and a perspective there. It's saying you're making a commitment of X number of dollars will be invested in order for us to achieve our goal Dr. Pete, it's a mature business perspective that actually creates a level of responsibility and accountability around you investing those monies wisely in order to achieve the goal.
2: So, so I want to speak to the chiropractors out there because I think a lot of times we feel the rules of the jungle don't apply to chiropractors because we're the we're the outlier, right? We've always been we always we already beat to our own drum. We don't fit in with the model, you know. We're kind of we're kind of uh, forging our own path, creating our own way. You know, we, we have this uh, kind of stepchild, like over here, you know, in, in the health space um, you know, mentality. And so we apply that a lot of times to our um, to our businesses. Like we're the hero in the town and no one knows who we are. We're their best kept secret stuff. Like that. Like you hear a lot of these terms thrown around in chiropractic and you're like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Those are, those are actually not truths. Those are statements that if you, if you buy into them actually will lead to bad behavior because what they are is they're, they're, statements around identity and beliefs and it's wrong. So I first just want to speak into you as a chiropractor, as a profession that we have to stop acting like that. We really need to stop thinking that way and we need to start stepping up and recognizing who we are and what game we're actually playing and that there are laws or are rules, and there is a way to play and do it right. And yes, I agree. We do have a message. That's, that's vital. We do do so, have something to offer. That's totally unique and amazing, but we're playing on a playing field and you've got to play the game and you got to dress ready to play. And so doc, Stephen, this is just a really important conversation. I just needed needed to just throw that in there there in this moment, because I could sense like we have to have that, identity shift, this is where it comes down to. It's how do you, what are the things you find yourself saying? What are you thinking about when it comes to how you operate as a business in the marketplace? Like what are the conversations that are being had and what's this talk going on in your own head in regards to this? And it's really important. We get this right. What we're talking about right now will transform your business.
1: Yeah. And transform the world. If we're, you know, if we're serious about our messaging here, like, so when we say we're in the business of, Saving lives and when business is good, everybody wins. Can we just slow down on that for a second? I mean, are you acting like it? Are you running your business like it? Let me, let me let me ask you that. It's like when business is good. Okay, so I know that's subjective, but in my world, that means growth. Right? So this is like a living body of water, right? So there's there's movement, there's motion, there's growth, right? The natural state of a principled chiropractic practice is growth. Period. Hard stop. Right. There's no stagnation. There's no stag. The the world is in extreme need for what it is you offer. Are you reaching your world? Right. And that's what marketing is. Marketing is reach, right? So marketing is reaching into your community and finding the seeker. Right. So the seekers looking for you. Are they finding you? Right. This is what marketing is. We're talking about internal, external, and digital marketing. We're talking about practicing what we preach, right? So we're in the business of saving lives, so we're going to act like it. We're in the business of saving lives. So we're going to market like it, right? So the truth is, is that this is not subjective. It's objective, and I can tell you right now, the rule of thumb is eight to twelve percent of your top line revenue goal. That would be marketing like the lives depended on it, right? So yep. the truth is, if you look at Chiroeconomics, which is you know an industry magazine that will every year put out the metrics, you know, like an, in- an industry study, and in twenty twenty the U S chiropractor averaged 2.38% of top line revenues in marketing. Let me tell you right now, that's not even sustenance, right? That's it. Hmm. That is going backwards. We're trying to save the planet. We're trying to help chiropractic assume it's rightful place. in the healthcare marketplace, you can hear my voice right now, guys. It's like, we're not marketing like it. We're not acting like it. Right? So, you know, let's put our money where our mouth is. If you're a mission driven purpose driven practitioner, business owner chiropractor you need to this is a come to jesus moment right now and you know when we look at oh well look how crazy things are in canada guess what the canadian docs our beloved clients up in canada right so our brothers and sisters up there you were 1.43 in 2020 right so hmm. it's like under two percent remember the numbers is eight to twelve percent top line revenue goal dr pete this subjective thing just became objective very quickly Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our Remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash R-E-M, CEO, to apply today.
2: So we're going to unpack this uh, for you, but but I, whenever something is said on this podcast, I just want to repeat for the sake of the listeners who may be like me and didn't hear it the first time uh, and make sure that you heard it. Um, the, 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 the statement was that you're in the business of saving lives. And my question is, do you agree? And if the answer is a resounding yes, which I believe it is, because I know those of you who listen to this podcast wholeheartedly agree with the fact that we are saving lives and that you are in business. That's why you enjoy this podcast, because we share that love for both humanity and saving humanity and building businesses that are remarkable. And also, of course, having remarkable lives. The second part of that statement was... um, never said before. So I want you to remember this one, which was, um, market like you're in the business of saving lives. I've never, we've never said that on a, on a podcast, but you have to market as if you're in the business of saving lives. And when I look at your marketing, when you look at your marketing, are you marketing compare your marketing to your local hospital, compare your marketing to your local hospitality business, are they marketing? Are they taking their marketing seriously in your town and your community? I guarantee you that they are. And so if you think about the rules of the jungle and what it looks like to to show up, pay to play, this is a significant thing. So actually, I just need to emphasize that. And I know we're gonna unpack. I wanna make this very practical today so that you can leave this saying, okay, let's walk this out. Let's walk out a scenario. Let's look at the next quarter and say, okay, how would I actually... Cause we talk about in the marketing department, you have three things. You have a marketing director, of course, when that, and that director may be you, okay? Depending on your accountability chart. So, but there's a marketing director for your business. We're, we're not gonna assume anything, but this is part of the model. There's a marketing director for the business. Again, that person could be you. And then there's, there's three parts. You have a marketing plan, okay? That's the first step, the marketing plan. Then you have a marketing calendar, Okay, That's where the plan lives and it's scheduled, has a date on it, and you have a marketing budget. So we're going to get into those three things. Those are three elements. But again, if, 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 if this is not the heart behind it is that we market like lives depend on it and that we're, like we're in the business of saving lives, then, then that's, that's the first issue. Okay, So that's the first thing is ask yourself the question, are we truly embracing our marketing as if the lives depend on it in our community and that we're in the business of saving lives? That's the first question. Check those boxes. Let's deal with that first.
1: Second, now let's get practical. Let's talk about the plan, Doc. So, um, Pete, I love that you, um, you, you you busted that down to, you know, when we say marketing, well, what does that entail, right? So, yep. you, know, um, you know, everything starts with a vision, right? So you have a vision story of what's next for your business. Where are we going in the next 12 months? It's like, okay, so now we have the vision story. Um, we we've, 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 we've been able to tell that story. We we've quantified that story with goals, right? And so now we have objective goals so in order to reach these levels, right? Okay. So now we've, you know, now we've got goals. Now we've got to have a marketing plan that matches those goals. Okay. So when you have those goals, part of those goals, the, the top line revenue is one of those goals, right? So now we extrapolate from there eight to 12% of top line revenue. So now we have a budget. Okay. So I'm going to say the order needs to be first it's the vision story of what's next the next iteration of your business where are we going this next year and therefore what we're going to do next quarter so you start there and be like, okay so we have our top line revenue goal okay great now from there make the commitment i'm getting after it i'm going to do 12 <laughs> percent because i would tell you right now be bullish in this marketplace in today's day and age our clients our our coaching clients are smashing it they're just growing like crazy like go in, go all in, push your chips in right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So the water is great. Dive in. Mm -hmm. So right now you should be marketing like crazy. Right. So 12% or maybe you're like, I'm I'm not ready to do that. I'm going to do 10% or like, this is a holy shit moment for me entirely. I'm going to go 8%. Right. So that's okay. Cause you might be one of those two or three percenters right now. It's like, it's okay. Wherever you are, just go bigger right? So it's like, get, let's get you, maybe it takes you six months to get to the eight, 10, 12%. And I'm going to encourage you just do it now. Like the water's great. Dive in, right? So now the first thing we do is set our budget. Okay. So now we have a budget. Okay. So once we have our budget, then we say, okay, so let's create a plan knowing what our budget is. Okay. And the plan is we we know this three tributaries, as you said, let's consider them internal marketing, external marketing and digital marketing, right? Internal marketing is going to our existing tribe, getting referrals, right? Everything we do in-house. External marketing is everything we do outside of our practice that's not online, right? And then we have digital marketing, which is everything that we do where we're online, marketing online, right? So we have to allocate funds into those three we're going to do x percentage is going to be an internal x percentage is going to be external x percentage is going to be on digital let's keep it simple for sanity 33% is going to go into internal 33% is going to go into external 33% is going to go into digital right so we're going to go a third a third a third and we're going to split that budget up it's like okay so now we know what we're going to be investing in each of those now we can say what is the plan? Like, wh- how how are we going to invest those funds to get the greatest ROI based on our experience and what we know is working in the market right now? Okay, I love, so, love this. So, sorry, and last ahead. step from there is w- once we have the initiatives defined, then it gets committed to a calendar, and then we recruit the team. So, sorry to interrupt you there, but that so first yeah. the plan, get that number, then the allocation, then what initiatives? How are we going to invest? Then capture all of that onto a <laughs> calendar.
2: I'm kind of, I'm kind of laughing on the inside because one of the things that I know already, some of you are thinking about is like, but I thought the whole point of internal marketing was it's free. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you don't have to spend any money. That's the best thing. The ROI is 100% profit, right? Because we don't spend a penny on it, you know? And, and so, and even external, you're like, well, we do external marketing, but we try to get into all those free screenings. And you know, we like to go speak at a business cause it's free. And it's like, imagine, imagine how this is going to change. Like just, right now think about this if you went up to your let's call it your uh check-in ca maybe if they're the uh, one of their things on their scorecard is promotion of the events and the campaigns and and just helping generate more internal new patients right let's say that that's one of their kpis and they're taking ownership over imagine you, you go to your meeting with them when you're talking about our marketing plan for this next quarter and this next month and you go to them not only with a with a plan and a conversation but with a budget <laughs> and you say listen I've, I've allocated funds for you. Uh, here's, the, here, here's, the, here's the funds that you have to spend. Um, and I want you to come back to me with a, a budget, like a detailed outline of how you're going to spend that money for us to generate the, the number of new patients that we have set as our goal to, to attract internally. So let's say, for example, if you went with 8%, so let, let's just, let's walk this out. So if you if you're going to create a scenario where, Let's say this next quarter, your goal is to collect two hundred and fifty thousand dollars top line revenue. Let's say you're you're on the trajectory of doing a million dollar practice, okay? Let's just use this as an example, Dr. Steven. I know that we we chatted about this, and we've we've got some numbers just to throw out there for you, but this is a really important conversation. So basically, practically, at the end of this quarter, going into the next quarter, you say our goal this quarter is to collect two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, okay? So let's say we're going into a Q three. We want to collect $250,000. Our goal is $250,000 of revenue. So then what you would do is you would take that number and you divide that and break that down over three. So let's say it's $83,000 per month. Let's just go with this as a scenario context. Based on that, if you were at 8%, if you said, well, we're going to go 8% of, uh, we're going to allocate 8% of our budget towards that. You're looking at somewhere in the ballpark of like 63 to $6,600 for the, for the quarter. Per, per month. That's what you're looking at. So now you have to take that fund. If you said we divide that in thirds, that means you're going to go to your front desk check and CA, and you're going to tell them, Hey, I've got $2,100 for internal marketing for this month, because I'm taking a third of our, our, our budget. And we're going to, de- we're, we're dedicating that towards internal marketing. I go to my external marketing team. Again, maybe this is you, maybe it's another player. Maybe it's your associate doctor who's working with you on this. And you're going to say, hey, we have $2,100 that we've got to um, go into our community and make a bigger impact. And then we go to our digital side of things. We said, hey, we've got $2,100 this month to spend on digital marketing, advertising, and SEO optimization, and whatever else you want to do at, to, to bolster up your, your presence digitally, right? So this is, this is literally how this goes. It's very practical. That's at 8%. If you're, at, if you're going 12%, take that same number. Now we're talking about you know ninety six hundred dollars for the court for the month per month, month over month per month yeah per month. So now we're saying three thousand dollars for internal marketing, another thirty one hundred dollars for external marketing, another thirty one thirty two hundred dollars for digital marketing. You see, guys, you guys see how practical this really gets. And then you decide, you tell your money where it goes. I love that. I learned that from Dave Ramsey. You tell your money where it goes. That's what the budget does. It tells your money. This is where you're going. That's right. And it's connected back to what you said earlier, Doc, your vision. What does success look like? Your goals. How do you quantify that? And so now your vision and your goals, your marketing is the, how do we achieve the goals? Which is us achieving our vision, right? So now we're getting very, very practical And we break it down categorically, internally, externally, digitally. Dr. Steven, so good.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we're we're throwing rounded numbers for everybody just so you know you're not we're not losing you. Okay. And the scenario we're laying out here is a third, a third, and a third across internal, external, and digital marketing evenly you, you know, you might remember that thing called COVID, right? A couple of years ago, <laughs> you know, uh, when, when it was like, okay, all the external marketing elements besides my signage went away, right? So all those opportunities, outside talks, dinner talks, spinal screenings, networking events, corporate wellness, like all those things that got us out into our community and intermingling with people out in our community, all of those opportunities dried up. So we had to redistribute those funds, to all digital or all internal or, or maybe 50-50, right? So now we have 50% internal, 50% digital. Whatever you need to do to respond to what's going on in the environment or what you choose to focus on is great. So you might say, we're gonna lean in heavy on internal marketing, right? And we're gonna do like, 50% of our budget is gonna go to internal marketing, 25% is gonna go to external, we're gonna get back into dinner talks and dinner with the doc and we're gonna do some corporate wellness stuff and we're gonna invest in some billboards and radio, whatever you're gonna do, right? So it's gonna go out 25% and 25% is gonna go digitally, right? So we're gonna lean in and we're gonna really capitalize on some of the new SEO opportunities that are out there content marketing and Google AdWords, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you've made a very distinct plan you might say 50% going to internal, what the heck are we spending money on internally? How about gifting systems? Let me tell you what, right now, you won't be able to out your budget, you, you won't be able to do it, right? So the ROI on gifting, I challenge you to say, I'm going to put 100% of my, of my marketing budget into gifting. And I'm going to test France and see what he said there is like, what's my ROI going to be on that? I'll tell you what, it'll blow your mind, right? So having a robust gifting system, not mm. some just random uh, you know, sporadic, your reactive gifting thing where you're giving people a bunch of crappy swag. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, having, I'm talking about having a, a well-defined gifting system that you just invest in. You might have patient appreciation events, right? So, or other new patient um, campaigns, right? So investing in internal, it, I mean, you, you can spend money really quickly, right? That's not the challenge. Get creative, have fun with it. And I know Dr. Pete, we're gonna unpack so many of these ideas at our upcoming remarkable immersion, um, t- remarkable attraction immersion, uh, which is coming up September 30th um, and October 1st, right? So it splits the it straddles September uh, October for the U.S. Uh, in, for the United States, uh, and the Australian attraction immersion is in October. I don't quite have the dates tip of tip of hand on that one, so it'll be on the website. Uh, but yeah, register for the remarkable attraction immersion uh, we're stoked for that we're going to be unpacking internal external and digital marketing ideas if you want to get inspiration if you want to get instruction on how to optimize these things the roi is incredible guys you know what if you're going to be allocating these monies you're making a commitment to you and your business to your mission and to your purpose to market like lives depend on it Please stick around for more
2: business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So I am thrilled because I am in the studio today with my new friends all the way from across the pond in Spain. I believe that's where you guys are at. I don't know where you're at right now, but I know we're coming all the way from Spain. Yes, you are. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Uh, with doctors Aaron and, and Patrick from Syntropy. Had an honor, uh, it was an honor to meet you, Dr. Patrick, uh, at our previous immersion that we had earlier this year. And uh, we're just thrilled to be partnering with you guys and and Syntropy. Syntropy is a success partner with The Remarkable Practice. And um, so we're just thrilled to have you as part of our organization, helping doctors help more people, which is why you're here. And it's why we're jumping on this uh, podcast. And so you guys are Uh, CEOs, you guys are moving the needle forward. You're moving our profession forward um, in this next generation and helping chiropractors in a powerful way. And this is a really important conversation for us to have today, talking to CEOs about creating more scalability and durability in their business. So super pumped to be getting into this conversation with you guys today. So as you know, um, businesses exist to solve a problem for someone else. You know, that's what, that's what we exist for. And so as a chiropractic practice, as practitioners, you know, we are solving problems. We like to say we solve problems for a profit though, too, right? So it's got to be profitable what we're doing. So I want you guys to share with our audience just a little about who you guys are, um, what you're up to and uh, specifically what's, what kind of problems are you seeing that um, doctors and and organizations that are working with you, uh, what are we helping them solve?
3: hey dr b thanks so much for having us really excited to be here a pleasure um yeah so with centripe uh Aaron and i put this together a few years ago some of it just kind of grew organically we were asked to help teach some students and as they grew more and more actually we were finding that our real usb is that the dcs really love our our seminar so it's probably much more dc-centric rather than student-centric and probably the number one problem that it solves is that problem with a lot of your people, your CEOs, will notice when you bring somebody on board how important it is to have great hands. And it's usually it is the missing link in that associate and that leverage uh, leverageable, durable model. And it's make sure that you can have a reproducible and effective adjuster. So I think that's really what we bring to the table. There's a lot of skill sets that go into that, but if I could sum it up in one word, it's helping chiropractors. Not one word, one phrase. <laughs> helping chiropractors consistently deliver an yeah, undeniable
0: an experience. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's really like, um, you know, a chiropractor. there's so many different uh, facets of chiropractic that makes a chiropractor successful. And one of the biggest ones uh, that we tend to neglect as we get into practice is mastering the adjustment. And so that's really our passion and our focus is just like Patrick said, how can we really break this down so that anybody, no matter what level they're at, can become a better adjuster?
2: You know, you're bringing up a good point. You know, you were first request the first request that came to you guys was actually to go after um you know the student population is saying hey we need it we need some support here we need we need our students are not graduating prepared to serve the public and they need to be prepared so obviously that was an issue and you guys are you guys are doing that but you recognize you said at the same time hey doctors who are in practice speaking to Aaron, what you just said you know that's one of the things that gets neglected you think like well now i'm in practice i'm ready to go you're not ready and you need to be continuing working on your craft. You think about any sport, any, you know, instrument and any, anybody who's an artist of any kind, uh, you know, you think about how much time they put in practicing is way more than they they put in performing. So, you know, this idea that we're actually really working on our craft, working on our game. Um, I, I love this concept. We teach that, you know, we see patience between trainings. We teach that in the remarkable practice, right? We talk about the value of training and. And that's one of the things that I really resonated right away with you guys. Like these guys train on the craft, on the art. And you want to talk about, you want a better attraction. You want better conversion. You want better retention. Increase your certainty and your skills as an adjustment. Whether you're doing spinal screenings or dinner with the doctor workshops or you're a radio host or, you know, you're doing in-office workshops, you're just table side doing table talk. When you have that confidence... That's a game changer. I mean, you think about that. We talk about attractions, a reflection of your certainty, your conversions, a reflection of your conviction. You know, these things are these things a massive needle moving things. And you guys are directly addressing that because it comes back to the art of what we're doing in so many ways. So um, I love this conversation because our docs are scaling. What they want to do is they want to make a bigger impact, make a bigger income, but they don't want it all to be at the, um, at their expense, right? Their cost, meaning their own bodies, their own physical bodies. So can you talk a little bit about uh, specifically to the doctors, how you're helping them grow their businesses, how you're helping them help more people through the integration of the trainings and the resources that you guys are providing to chiropractors?
0: Yeah. So what we found is like a lot of time the chiropractors, they're either bored, they're beat up or they're burnt out um, as they go through practice. And like you're saying, like they'll be super focused growing their practices and then at some point they realize that i can't keep doing this i'm going to beat beat myself up not be able to do this forever one for those chiropractors that want to still adjust in their practices uh what we found is the veteran chiropractors that come to seminars they feel so much better like after they come and they learn how to adjust and protect their bodies um and get better results and protect their bodies it just increases their longevity like crazy but then at the same time it's yeah i want to step out of my practice as well i don't want this to always be about me and so their associates
3: can be awesome adjusters as well. Yeah, it really, really speaks to that scalability and piece and the leverage because really we're using leverage literally in training these people to adjust in a way whether you get the maximum output for the minimum input. And so what's happening is at the end of the day, the docs aren't made up. They feel more energy. They're energized. They're getting better results. And it's just this, you take off the subconscious blocks. The certainty shows up and it shows up in more results, more referrals and more fun and practice
2: you know, you're, you're bringing up something because a lot of times we do end up on phone calls with CEOs who are kind of at that point, like you were just describing Aaron, um, you know, they're just, uh, beat up, burnt up, burnt out. And I forget what the third one you said, but I love it. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think about the three B's, you know, it's like, Hey, are you struggling with the three B's? You know? And it's like, the reality (laughs) is, is a, a lot of doctors are, and you know, when I was, I was just looking at some of your guys' stuff and just kind of meeting you and thinking about this a lot more. And I'm like, man, if you lose your passion for what you're doing, it's, it's game over. Like you're like, and whether you're functioning as a CEO, who's full-time adjusting, or maybe you're functioning as a CEO who has, um, you know, a, a group of doctors who's doing a lot of the patient care, maybe you're not doing as much regardless you want to make sure that you lead by example. So CEOs continuing to work on your craft, you set the bar for what we expect as far as standard from our team, from our CAs, from our DCs. And when, when your team sees you training and sees you continue to work on your craft, you continue to be a student and a learner, I'll tell you what, that raises the expectation and the bar of who, who belongs on your team, what it means to be an A player, what it means to show up and perform. And, and I think that's a really important element because as the CEOs that are listening are scaling, maybe they're stepping back a little bit from the day-to-day practice a little bit more. Um, they, they're just in that stage in their career, but to say, Hey, we're going to continue working on our craft. That's one thing. That's, that's a, that is a very unique thing. Not only is that powerful for you, powerful for your team. And then you offer that training also to this, to the to the associate doctors. And one of the things that I get to do is I get to work with a lot of associate doctors as well within the context of the remarkable practice side of things where I'm coaching. And I'll tell you, one of the things that our doctors are doing is they are using leverage by hiring us as, their, as coaches to train their doctors on attraction conversion retention. That's very similar to what they would do with you. Say, we're going to hire Syntropy. We're going to hire them to help our doctors work on their craft of becoming more excellent outstanding, world-class adjusters right, and, and, and doctors. So I love that you're doing that for our profession. It's so, so important and um, and it's just critical. This is the key guys for us, as you guys are listening to this, this is gonna be the key for us in this next decade to continue staying relevant and to continue leading and being on the front end um, uh, in healthcare as chiropractors. So third question I have for you guys is in regards to return on the investment. So we talk about ROI. Um, we talk about, you know, as businesses, we're always thinking about how we're, how we're investing our limited resources. And there's four limited resources that we have all human and all humans, but especially CEOs and owners, you're thinking time, energy, focus, and money. Hey, where am I going to spend this? Talk about the investment that, um, doctors make with your company and with working with you guys and how they can expect to get an ROI on that. Um, I love to hear, you know, specifically like, Time. What kind of a, a time return do they get when they really work on their craft of adjustments? You talked about minimum input, maximum out outcome, or something like that. I love that. Can, can you guys unpack that a little bit as far as time? Energy. Talked about energy on the body, physically, actually energy. And what does that look like to increase your capacity? Um, uh, focus. What is working with you guys do to help increase focus of the doctors, of the team, of the organization, of the patient? To receive that adjustment and how that we train them, and then lastly, um, just the financial ROI. I'd love to hear from Patrick. Do you want to jump in and grab this one first? Love to. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So uh, uh, right off the bat, we teach through a hierarchy through a lens, and basically what we're trying to do. If you think from a very very high level, what are we doing as chiropractors? you're putting a universal force into an innate intelligence that's gonna adapt this for constructive adaptability, right? So you are putting energy and information into this intelligence system. So the more efficient we can be with that by fully, fully, fully understanding the mechanisms behind it and how the joints are moving, how to hold your body in a certain way so you're minimizing the leverage force going back into your own body. It's all about bringing it back to that, get the maximum output for the minimum input. So Where can we put the least inputs in that give us this butterfly effect has this huge, massive effect. And so what happens is typically you're going to have to put a lot of time in into building that, that present time consciousness, being connected, building your perception, understanding the mechanics. But then how that comes back and what that uh, gives back to you in return for investment is being able to be so hyper-focused that you have been time. And when you've been time, the patient's been with you for, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, maybe. But they feel like it have been there for five or 10 minutes because you've been 100 percent present. You've done what needs to be done. They felt in their nervous system. Wow. there was a before and an after. Um, also, in terms of return on investment, in terms of uh, well, obviously focus and energy, time, money. OK, so we've seen consistently people that have come to train with us across the board. And it's has been on four different continents. So it's not specific to me. Uh, location, their practices begin to explode. And I think part of it is because they're able to deliver in a different way and they're able to get better results. But I really think a major part of it is um, chiropractors give their confidence. You know, they just know that they know and you can have the words, but the certainty can't be faked. And so when you get that certainty, it's just, it's super, super powerful. And it comes back exponentially. It's not a one-to-one. It's usually a 20X return on the investment yeah
0: and totally the 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 focus bit as well i think that people are so distracted and dispersed everywhere like there's just so many things their attention is being drawn everywhere that when they're with somebody who's actually present with them and focus 100 percent in that moment it's what people want ultimately and you get to give them that experience like patrick said at bends time but also it's it's what they're looking for they want someone there present focused this is about you right now. And if it's a minute, it doesn't matter. It's better to be
2: focused with them for one minute than be rubbing their back for an hour. So good, guys. I, uh, I'm just going into my mind and my heart because, um, you know, working with so many doctors myself as well, like you. And, and with so many of the doctors, the associates that I train, um, I, I, that is my, one of my key trainings is always going back to are you fully present are you with that person you're with right now? Just do that. Like, Just develop the skill set to be there now and just focus. And then when you combine that with you've been working on your craft, you're better at assessing and detecting and then correcting. It's just, it becomes like this it's just exciting. Like it's fun. You bring back the joy, right? And you, and you're enjoying your work and you're enjoying what you're doing. Trust me, the people on the other side of your hands. And if if I have a hot seat filled with people looking at me, watching as I'm a judge, they're just like, this guy's having fun. Like he loves what he yeah. does. Like you can see he's so into it and he's so present. Like, they want to be there. They're willing to wait. They want to refer their friend. They want to get their kids in. They want to get their mother-in-law in who they don't even like, but they're like, she needs to come in because I bet she's going to change if she gets her atlas set, you know? And and it's just, you just transform so many lives with this guy. I, I I this is such a practice building strategy. I just want to make sure everybody hears that. That this isn't, well, you know, are these guys saying that I'm not really a good? Ad- no, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about. We're always improving. We're always looking to get better at our craft. You know, we talk about that as coaches, like are you being coached in these areas of your business and your life? You need to have that going on in your life. If you're gonna grow, you need to be working on it. If you're a golfer, right? You have somebody who's your putting coach. You've got somebody who's your hitting coach. you got somebody who's your mindset coach. It's like, why do do you have all those people in your life? Well, because you've got to work on your craft so you can be the best that you can be. And if we truly are in the business of saving lives, which is what we say that we are, then we better we better behave like we are. We better take it to that level of seriousness. So that's why I love what you guys do and love what you guys have to offer. And hey, I'm super pumped to be uh, to be rubbing shoulders with you guys and run together, linking arms this year. And and uh, excited to see how many more uh, lives we can impact together. Hey, how do uh, our listeners? Uh, how do they get in contact with you? How do they learn more about what you guys are doing? And uh, yeah, what 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 do they what do they need to know?
0: I think web page is probably easiest. Just go to cairotraining.com and you can check out everything. It's got our social media and everything on our web page. Uh, check it out. We also check out our YouTube. We've got a bunch of videos on YouTube, um, and we're all just we're we're about putting out value. Chiropractors can watch our videos and take something they can use on Monday morning. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting.
2: And I know that you guys have events uh, that you guys are hosting, really around around the globe. And uh, so, guys, check out their uh, check out their site there, and you can find out more about what's going on. And we're looking forward to having you guys uh, at the remarkable practice events as well coming up here in 2022. Uh, So again, thank you for taking the time. CEOs, we we greatly appreciate you. Uh, That's another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Have an amazing rest of your week. And we look forward to joining you next week on our episode. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast.
0: Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors.